Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the 20 Questions Quiz Podcast. Today, we're celebrating a remarkable milestone, our 10th episode. It's an occasion that fills us with gratitude and excitement. But before we dive into the questions and the challenges, that's a way to want to take a moment to express our heartfelt thanks. Your support, your enthusiasm and your dedication to the pursuit of knowledge have been the driving force behind this quiz. So, for those of you who are here for the first time, here's how the game unfolds. You'll be facing a series of 20 thought-provoking questions, each one building on the last, and the challenge will gradually intensify. Each question will push you to think critically and expand your horizon, so expect a test on history, geography, film, science, and myth. To ensure a level playing field, each question will be read twice, allowing you to grasp its essence before the timer will start to tick. But remember, you've got a mere 10 seconds to provide the correct answer. One single incorrect response and it's game over. The idea of the game is to get as far as you can without getting the question wrong or do you have the general knowledge to defeat 20 questions. This is a solo journey through the vast terrain of general knowledge where your love for learning and your insatiable curiosity will be your guiding star. So are you ready for the challenge? Can you conquer all 20 questions in this milestone 10th episode? Best of luck. Let's see if you can defeat 20 questions. Question one. So settle back, settle in, let me begin. First one of 20, we start very easy and we get harder as we go along. Your first question of 20 is this. What kind of wave is another name for a good idea? What kind of wave is another name for a good idea? Five, four, three, two, one. Another name for a good idea is often referred to as a brainwave. This term is used to metaphorically to describe a sudden, brilliant or creative thought or idea that occurs to someone. Question 2. Lord Voldemort is the arch enemy of which fictional, magical schoolboy? Lord Voldemort is the arch enemy of which fictional, magical schoolboy? Five, four, three, two, one. Lord Voldemort is the arch enemy of the fictional magical schoolboy Harry Potter. The Harry Potter series created by J.K. Rowling revolves around the conflict between Harry Potter, a young wizard, and the dark wizard Lord Voldemort, often referred to as he who must not be named, or simply Voldemort. Voldemort is the primary antagonist in the series and Harry Potter along with his friends must confront and thwart Voldemort's plans to conquer the wizarding world. Moving on to question three. What is written in the space labelled D.O.B. on an official form? What is written in the space labelled D.O.B. on an official 
form. Five, four, three, two, one. In an official form, the space labelled DOB typically stands for date of birth. This is where an individual is expected to enter their birth date, indicating the day, month and year they were born. Date of birth is a crucial piece of personal information used for various official and administrative purposes, including identification, age verification and record keeping. Moving on to question four. What book follows Genesis? as the second book of the Old Testament in the Bible. What book follows Genesis as the second book of the Old Testament in the Bible? Five, four, three, two, one. The book that follows Genesis as the second book of the Old Testament in the Bible is the book of Exodus. Exodus is the second of the five books of the Torah, which are also known as the Pentateuch, or the five books of Moses. It continues the narrative of the Israelites, who are the descendants of the patriarchs Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and their journey from Egypt to the Promised Land under the leadership of Moses. The book of Exodus contains significant events such as the liberation of the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, the giving of the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, and the construction of the Ark of the Covenant and the Tabernacle. Moving on to the fifth question on this 10th edition of 20 questions is this. Which Greek god shares his name with the NASA program for landing astronauts on the moon. Which Greek god shares its name with the NASA program for landing astronauts on the moon? Five, four, three, two, one. The Greek god who shares his name with the NASA program for landing astronauts on the moon is Apollo. The NASA program we are referring to is the Apollo program, which was a series of missions that aimed to land humans on the moon and bring them safely back to Earth. The most famous of these missions is Apollo 11, during which astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first humans to set foot on the lunar surface in 1969. Question 6. What type of marine mammal is a beluga? What type of marine mammal is a beluga? Five, four, three, two, one. The beluga is also known as the beluga whale. The beluga whales are known for their distinctive white coloration and are sometimes referred to as white whales. These marine mammals are found in cold Arctic and sub-Arctic waters, including the Arctic Ocean and adjacent seas. Belugas are known for their vocalizations and are highly social animals, 
often travelling in groups called pods. They are adapted to their cold and icy environments and are one of the few whale species that can flex their necks due to flexible neck vertebrae, allowing them to move their heads in various directions. A third of the way through, beginning to ramp up the difficulty with question seven. What was the first name of the English physicist Faraday? What was the first name of the English physicist Faraday? Five, four, three, two, one. The first name of the English physicist Faraday was Michael. His full name was Michael Faraday. Faraday was a pioneering scientist in the 19th century known for his contributions to the fields of electromagnetism and electrochemistry. He made significant discoveries and inventions, including Faraday's laws of electrolysis and the development of the Faraday cage. His work laid the foundation for many aspects of modern physics and electrical engineering. Question 8. Platoon is a title of a film set during which war? Platoon is a title of a film set during which war? Five, four, three, two, one. The film Platoon is set during the Vietnam War. Directed by Oliver Stone and released in 1986, Platoon is a war drama that provides a gritty and realistic portrayal of the experiences of American soldiers serving in the Vietnam War. It is known for its intense and harrowing depiction of the war's challenges and the moral complexities faced by soldiers on the battlefield. The film was well received critically and won several Academy Awards including Best Picture and Best Director. We move on to question nine. What is the star sign of someone born on Christmas Day? What is the star sign of someone born on Christmas Day? Five, four, three, two, one. Someone born on Christmas Day, which falls on December 25th, has the star sign of Capricorn. Capricorn is an astrological sign associated with those born between approximately December 22nd and January 19th. So a person born on December 25th would fall within the Capricorn zodiac sign. The halfway point on this 10th edition of 20 questions. Question 10 of 20 involves US presidents. Which US president had the middle name Milhouse? Which US president had the middle name Milhouse? Five, four, three, two, one. The US president who had the middle name Milhouse was Richard Milhouse Nixon. 
He served as the 37th President of the United States from 1969 to 1974. Nixon is perhaps best known for his role in the Watergate scandal, which led to his resignation from the presidency in 1974. His middle name, Milhouse, came from his mother's side of the family, and he is commonly referred to as Richard Nixon, or simply Nixon, in historical contexts. So we're over the halfway mark. How are you getting on on this 10th edition of 20 Questions? Are you still standing? Have you got 10 right in a row? Or are you now just playing along for fun? Question 11 of 20. If you are still standing, is this. What type of weather does Shakespeare specify for the opening scene of Macbeth? What type of weather does Shakespeare specify for the opening scene of Macbeth? Five, four, three, two, one. In the opening scene of William Shakespeare's play Macbeth, the three witches appear in a desolate place amid thunder and lightning. So Shakespeare specifies stormy and turbulent weather in the opening scene of the play. This dramatic and eerie weather sets the tone for the supernatural and ominous events that unfold in the story. The witch's presence and the stormy weather create a sense of foreboding and set the stage for the dark and supernatural themes that run throughout the play. Nine to go. Question 12. Digger was a nickname given to World War II Allied soldiers from which country? Digger was a nickname given to World War II Allied soldiers from which country? Five, four, three, two, one. Digger was a nickname given to World War I and World War II Allied soldiers from Australia. The term digger is a colloquialism that has been used to refer to Australian soldiers for many years and has become an affectionate and enduring symbol of Australian military service. It is believed to have originated during World War I when Australian soldiers were known for their skill in digging trenches and defensive positions. The nickname reflects their resourcefulness and ability to adapt to challenging conditions on the battlefield. Getting towards the business end now of this edition of 20 questions. Question 13 of 20 is this. What is affected if you crack a carnassial? What is affected if you crack a carnassial? Five, four, three, two, one. If you crack a carnassial, you are likely referring to a dental issue in an animal, particularly in their carnassial teeth. Carnassial teeth are specialised molars in carnivorous animals, primarily used for slicing and shearing meat. They are well developed in animals like dogs and cats. Carnassial teeth, as the term is commonly used, refer to the first upper and lower molars 
also known as the maxillary and mandibular first molars. These molars are characterized by their flat, wide surfaces with multiple cusps, which are ideal for grinding and chewing food. Seven to go. Question 14, geography. What is the capital city of Haiti? What is the capital city of Haiti? Five, four, three, two, one. The capital city of Haiti is Port-au-Prince. Port-au-Prince is the largest city in Haiti and serves as the political, economic and cultural centre of the country. It is located on the western coast of the island of Hispaniola, which Haiti shares with the Dominican Republic. Port-au-Prince is known for its vibrant culture, historical sites and its role as the administrative hub of Haiti. Question 15 of 20. To films and to Disney films. Someday My Prince Will Come is from which Disney animated film? Someday My Prince Will Come is from which Disney animated film? Five, four, three, two, one. The song Someday My Prince Will Come is from Disney's animated film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This classic Disney movie released in 1937 was the first full-length cell animated feature in cinematic history and marked a significant milestone in the world of animation. Someday My Prince Will Come is one of the film's most iconic songs and is associated with the character Snow White as she dreams of meeting her Prince Charming. The song has become a timeless Disney classic and is closely linked to the film's enduring popularity. The final five. Question 16 of 20. As we approach the difficult five on this edition of 20 questions is this. What does the word Blitzkrieg mean when translated from the German? What does the word Blitzkrieg mean when translated from the German? Five, four, three, two, one. The word Blitzkrieg when translated from German means lightning war. It is a military tactic and strategy that was used by the German armed forces, particularly during World War II. Blitzkrieg warfare involves rapid and coordinated attacks using a combination of infantry, tanks, artillery and air support to overwhelm and surprise the enemy. The goal of Blitzkrieg tactics is to achieve a swift victory by exploiting weaknesses in the enemy's defences and disrupting their ability to respond effectively. The term Blitzkrieg was widely used to describe the German military's highly effective and rapid advances in the early stages of World War II. Four to go. Question 17 or 20. 
What nationality was the man whom the Richter scale is named? What nationality was the man whom the Richter scale is named? Five, four, three, two, one. The Richter scale is named after Charles F. Richter, who was an American seismologist. Therefore, the nationality of the man after whom the Richter scale is named is American. Charles F. Richter, along with Benno Gutenberg, developed the Richter scale in 1935 as a method of measuring the magnitude of earthquakes. The scale has since become widely used to quantify the size or energy released by seismic events. Three to go. Three questions remain on this edition of 20 Questions. Testing you on US states, literature and words. Question 18 to 20 is this. Which US state has the Sagebrush State as its nickname? Which US state has the Sagebrush State as its nickname? Five, four, three, two, one. The US state, often referred to as the Sagebrush State, is Nevada. This nickname is derived from the abundance of sagebrush, a drought-resistant shrub that can be found throughout the state's arid desert landscapes. Nevada is known for its vast desert regions, including the Great Basin, and is famous for its iconic desert scenery, which includes sagebrush-covered plains and rugged mountain terrains. Two to go. The penultimate question on this edition of 20 Questions is on literature. Who wrote the novel King's Solomon's Mines? Who wrote the novel King's Solomon's Mines? Five, four, three, two, one. The novel King Solomon's Mines was written by the English author H. Ryder Haggard. It was first published in 1885 and is considered one of the classic adventure novels of the late 19th century. The story follows the adventures of Alan Quatermain, a British hunter and explorer, as he joins an expedition in search of the legendary mines of King Solomon in Africa. The novel is known for its portrayal of African landscapes and cultures as well as its action-packed plot. King Solomon's Mines has had a lasting impact on adventure literature and has been adapted into various films and other media over the years. 19 down, one left. The final question, 20 of 20. If you got the previous 19 right, this is the question you need to defeat 20 questions. It's on words. The word Messiah comes from a Hebrew word meaning what? The word Messiah 
comes from a Hebrew word meaning what? Five, four, three, two, one. If you've got 19 right in a row, this is the one you need to get to defeat 20 questions. Do you think you've got it? Are you confident? Let me tell you the answer. The word Messiah comes from the Hebrew word meaning anointed. Anointed is the right answer. In Hebrew, the term in Jewish and Christian traditions, the Messiah is a figure prophesied to be anointed by God to fulfill various roles, including that of a saviour or deliverer. So, was anointed the answer that delivered you victory on 20 questions this week? How did you do? How far did you get? Did you better yourself this time? Did you get all 20 right? Let me know how you get on. I want to hear about it. Drop me a line on Twitter at 20 Questions Quiz or send me an email. Love to hear from you wherever you may be in the world. 20QuestionsQuiz at gmail.com. Wherever you may be, love to hear from you. And hopefully, on a future show, I'll be giving you a shout out to where you are and you can let me know if you have defeated 20 questions. If you can, prove it. I want to see it. I want to hear about it. That concludes 20 questions for this time. We'll be back on Thursday and every Thursday going forward. And just to remind you, if you want a bit of music, the 20 Questions Music Quiz is out there, as is 20 Questions Sport. Search for them wherever you get your podcast. There's a season on both. Thank you so much for your company, wherever you may be in the world. From me, Johnny Bryan, I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye for now.